Welcome back to the Maximum Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Munzer, and this is episode number eight. The only famous number eight I can think of in the cricket circles, at least, is Stuart Broad, which is fitting because I've got Jeremy Smithers-Smith back on the show to discuss some overreactions and underreactions to the Black Caps' dreadful tour of England. We give England their flowers, don't worry, talking about their lead-up to the Indian Test, and then we draft a Munter and Smithers 11 for the second time from the two squads. We've got Lugsy and Jacko back on, with the Is This Cricket, still looking for a segment sponsor if anyone's interested. Okay, we discuss warming up in whites along with some other dribble. And finally, on Coach Corner, we have a listener wanting to know how he should practice against Spit. It's a yes bang maximum, the first of this contest. Oh, that is brilliant. It's a hero maximum. On the ground, on the ground, another hero maximum. Right, welcome back for the second time on the pod is Smithers. Uh, today we are going to mostly talk about India, England. We're going to do another draft for that test coming up Friday. But first of all, we're going to do a post-mortem for the Black Caps. So I'm going to go over some of the problems that, are, that have occurred over this series and, and, and the series prior. And we're going to talk about some of the overreactions we've seen in the public, in the media, and potentially some of the underreactions we've seen from the players. And we're going to see where we all land, um, what the Black Cats potentially might do from two blokes that only play club cricket. So we'll start with, we'll go with the top order woes. So obviously the top order did pretty poor the whole trip. Um, but Mitchell and Blundell didn't. So to put it in perspective, Mitchell and Blundell scored more runs than all the other batters combined. Mitchell and Blundell combined for 400s and 550s, while the rest, it was 150 by Latham, 150 by Conway, and 150 by Will Young. None for Williamson, uh, none for Nichols. To fix this problem, if we go by public, some overreactions. Tom Latham only scores runs against like your Bangladeshis, your Sri Lankans, your Zimbabwe's, your West Indies. Not the big three. He's no good. He should go. Nichols never scores runs against big teams. He's got to go. Um, and probably my favourite one is Conway needs to open the batting because that's where he scored runs last year. And Young is much better suited at number four, so they should swap around. And if we look at an underreaction... These players are actually the best batters in the country. If we make wholesale changes, it's not going to fix a, a thing. If you look at England for a start, they've got the same players that just lost 16 out of 17 test matches, and all that changes changed was a mindset, mindset shift. Conway is actually just in a bit of a form slump. Moving him to open is going to make his life harder. Um, he scored runs last year because... Uh, no one had seen him before, basically. So, if I after I laid you, laid that out for your Smithers, where where do you land? What, how do we fix the top order? I don't like the the Latham has to go sort of sort of chat. Um, it's yeah, it's a wee bit harsh. Um, I think shit. As little as eight months ago, people were earmarking him. Well, I personally think now as well that he's the best opener in the world, um, and just because he's had one bad series, he shouldn't bring the axe down. I, I don't know, mate. It's a combination between, all right, he got a couple of good seeds. Um, England bowled quite well, I thought, Adam. 
Yeah, it's never it's never easy facing Stuart Broad around the wicket. Well, look at guys like David Warner, world class player, averages probably six against Stuart Broad <laughs> around the wicket. So, yeah. Like, yes, yeah, it, it is a wee bit harsh. Um, yeah, it's one of my favourites too. The Conway should open. Um, because he scored runs there. Oh, um, mate, we've had some conversations I'm, off here, but uh, it grinds like, my gears. Do you reckon um, Jason Gillespie should bat three because he scored runs there? <laughs> He's got a, got a double hundred of three, so yeah. why don't they bump him up the order a bit? Yeah, 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 because, um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, um, yeah. there's no other factors relating to Conway scoring runs last year. It's only because he was opening the batting. That is the only yeah, reason he's scoring runs. Um, apparently, he's more suited, even though I don't believe he ever opened for Wellington. I think he only opened because he was—he just had to play, and we already had a three and four. Um, and he just happened—he just happened to be in like the best form of his life. And turns out, Test cricket's pretty hard. And eventually, yeah. Well, I wouldn't know personally, but I've heard—I've heard. And you know, you're under more scrutiny. I've sort of figured out little kinks in, in the armour. It seems to be something to do with his inside edge. They seem to be targeting it a lot. He chops yeah. on a bit. Um, so, you know, he, he'll, he'll come back. But um, to make him open, like, the same thing would have happened, honestly. Where I sort of land is, it's somewhere in between, but I'm closer to, like, underreacting because I do believe that those are the best batters we've got. I, I can't see, like, I've seen Ravindra's name thrown about. I don't. I think he's obviously a talent, and I think he'll be there yeah. at some point. But his his record doesn't deserve. He doesn't throw him ahead of any of those guys. I think they're just in bad. They just had a bad series in bad form. I think they'll. I think they'll come right. Um, yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a bit the same as you, really. Sort of leaning towards the old underreaction because you look at you look at guys like our middle order's been well, our sort of top order apart from an opener has been quite well set for the last four or five years and we've doing we've been doing quite well. Um that's with Nichols at five obviously. Um because he was another one that they wanted to throw the axe at. So I reckon yeah I'm leaning towards underreaction because never that's easy right. playing over there in England. That English team played with more or less no fear either. Um in both aspects. They weren't playing very defensive. They're playing quite attacking cricket, which is actually quite a good watch for once. Well, that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, the thing is, we can talk about our, uh, the batting woes all we like, but at the end of the day is we, we set England almost 300 three times to win in this, and three times out of three. And you would say, if I told, if I, someone told me that before the test, test series started, I'd assume we would have won 3-0. So that's not really the why we lost. So I just had a bonus question I want to throw at you. Because of Mitchell turning into Don Bradman, um, Colin Gronholm is going to come back into this team at some point, and he will be the all-rounder because they value his bowling. Who does Colin Gronholm come in for? Drop Williamson. Yeah, he's no good. Yeah. It's just let's nah. land on overreaction. Let's uh, right. let's drop Williamson. Bat Mitchell at three. And he might as well skip at the side as well. And, um, and obviously, um, Will Young and Conway switch around, so Young bats four and Conway opens. That would have actually changed the whole series. Then we're scoring 800. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, so moving on to number two. Um, our seam bowlers in particular, they're lacking a little bit of potency with the ball when it gets a bit older. That, I, I would say, is a bit of an issue. 
Um, they the seamers can look a bit same same when the ball's not moving around. So my overreaction, and a lot of these overreactions I've actually seen out there, by the way, is Southie's too old. He's too slow. We need more pace in the tech. We need guys like Ferguson. We need guys like Ben Sears. We need Milne. We need raw pace. Wagner's got to go. He's too old. He's a one-trick pony. Now, here's the underreaction. The team was poorly selected every test, which led to we had a bowler short. In the first test, we had Ajaz Patel only bowled two overs. That's We're not using him a bowler. And the uh, second test wasn't too bad, but Colin de Gronholm and Jameson got injured. Didn't help. The Duke's balls are becoming a lot softer and easier to hit than normal. Last one, England were outrageous. Like, it's not easy to prepare for someone batting like that. Yeah, so where where, where do you lean? I, I don't like the, the pace theory in it. How do I explain this? Um, guys like Vernon Philander had an yep. outstanding career, bowled, what, 120Ks. Um, yeah just nipping it both ways. There's more to test cricket than out-and-out pace. And I think we've seen that, or else fuck, Sean Tate would be a 150-game test cricketer. Um, Good point. Yeah, I think Southie just had too much of a load on his shoulders. Um, I agree. As you were saying, um, the selection was quite poor, and that led to more overs falling on Southie's shoulders. But obviously injuries don't help it with Jamison and Big Colin. And as you said, England were bloody good. Johnny Bairstow Ridiculous. coming out and hitting 800 runs off 35 balls. It's How do you just, prepare for that? Oh, yeah, you can't. But I do like Southie. I do like bowl. I like a bowling attack. The Wagner one-trick pony, well, I've seen he was getting the ball up there, swinging at this test and a couple of highlights I've seen. So, True. Mate, like, come on. Just, yeah. Yeah, so I probably lean to underreaction on that one. How about yourself, mate? Um, I'm sort of I, I like like if I like the idea of extra pace in a vacuum. Like I'm like on paper, it sounds great. Like you have a bowler, you have you know a swing, couple of swing bowlers, and then you have a guy that can run in and bang it in and really ruffle some feathers. A Mark Wood, that sort of type. But yeah. you don't want to just chuck in a guy just because he's quick. Like, they have to be good and quick. Yeah. And those guys don't just grow on trees. So if you, the right person comes along, you know, Sally Bolt and Wagner are going to be here forever. So especially yeah. in the future, you know, someone like a Ferguson. Like, I like the idea of someone like that coming in at some point, but not just – they have to do a job. They can't just – like you said, Sean Tate bowls quick and he – struggled at test at test level so you know if 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 he's bowling well like sure but it's not it, you don't just pick someone that's quick for the sake of it um i also seen a um comment on comment on one of the posts a few days ago they a bloke sort of said like what's the point in picking a quick to bowl short sharp spells obviously test cricket is a pretty long game and i think like if you want to be a test cricketer you have to be prepared to really bite down on the rag and bowl that tough long spell. I don't know if the public wants someone to um, come in, bowl 150Ks, three over spells, four over spells. I don't think it's going to be very beneficial for um, the team because then, again, that puts more load on the other bowlers. Yeah, that's a good point. And it, and it, it only works if you've got the rest of the lineup doing their job. Like you look at 
the you know the Mitchell Johnson ashes, yeah. the famous ones. Like he he was used in those four five short over short spells, but he also had like Ryan Harris, like Siddle. Uh, yeah. there, was, there was someone else as well, just bowling like really tight, building up the pressure. So he was allowed to potentially go for a little more. Um, yeah. So it only works if if the rest of the attack buys in. So I mean, yeah, I'm sort of I am little underreaction. I do think even with all these things going wrong, that Johnny Innings was unbelievable. And then to be fair, even that second test, like one of those balls could have gone up. And that the team has potentially become too conservative under Gary Stead and Williamson. And some of the points that I've made around that is a real, and this is probably more Williamson, is a real over-reliance on Bolton Southey. Won't they either won't pick a spinner, or when they do pick a spinner, or they pick the other spinner, Bracewell, who's actually a batsman because they want to have eight batsmen and bolster the top order. When you pick eight batsmen, is such a negative mindset, and it's just this never would have happened two or three years ago. And also, when you you pick Mitchell as the all-rounder, and he doesn't bowl. That puts the pressure back onto Bolton Southie. And I honestly think that had a big part to play in why Southie just looked toothless by the end of that series. So my overreaction, well, not mine, but what I've seen, Gary Stead's got to go. We've got to get in a, a very a vibrant coach, you know, an aggressive coach, get him in. Williamson has to go as captain. We've got to get uh, Latham in or someone more aggressive. All the selectors have got to go. They can't pick the right team. Um, we need to copy England and get guys like Phillips in for Nichols, someone that can hit it, bring back Guptill. I've seen Santner's name thrown around like they forgot what happened when he played. Is The pitches in England are very tough to pick. And also the balls, the Duke balls were getting a lot softer than normal, um, which wasn't anticipated. Therefore, like what normally it swings for longer and it wasn't. So the older ball, we were getting absolutely hammered. And we didn't prepare for that. Um, if we went Latham instead of Williamson, is that really a better move? Um, is Latham really more aggressive than Williamson? Latham's already in bad form. Do we really want to lump that on him? We forget Gary Stead was the coach when we won the Test Championship. Besides, how are we going to get someone like a Stephen Fleming or any anyone like that? You know, we can't afford them. So where do you land there, brother? I'm a wee bit on the fence, actually, mate. Um, yeah, I am mean, too, actually. I'm neither here nor there. Um, Gary Stead has to go. Uh, yeah. Ryan Scott Robinson. Uh, good coach. <laughs> I've actually seen that. It's not bad. The old selection issues, it doesn't just come down to Stead and Williamson. Um, True. I'm guessing there is a couple of selectors in the background that are pulling a few strings as well. Um, so I think... Not not necessarily have to go, but they have to really have a good think about what's best at the moment. And going for guys like Phillips, um, Gupta or Santner, I think Phillips might be a good shout in all yeah. honesty. But yeah. again, as I've said to you off here, where, where do you fit him in? Before the series, we had a pretty bloody stacked lineup, um, that top six. And so where does he where does he fit into that? Gupta well, we all know how that went. And Santana, yeah, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing about Santana is 
Um, like he's he's not quite there down the line as a spin bowling all rounder if that if that comes along. But yeah, if I mean if it doesn't come along, it's basically like carbon copy of the Bracewell thing, isn't it? I think where I'm sort of leaning is. Uh, I think it's it's hard to say that oh yeah Gary Shedd's got to go or Williamson's got to go or anyone's got to go without actually being in the group. I do know that whatever the selection process is, they do need to look at it. They need to find better ways of making decisions because even though yes England's been hard, they've been making wrong decisions for a while now, and I don't know if that's something to do with Williamson being out a lot with it on top of no Watling or Taylor as leaders. Um, so a lot of it's felt fallen to other people. I'm not sure, but it does seem like it does seem like the mindset has shifted towards a conservative approach, which is ne- was never New Zealand's way. And I don't think yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's a way. I do like when you whenever you pick eight batsmen, that is I mean that is like the carbon copy of it's a like really negative mind frame. I don't care what yeah. they say. So that's sort of where I've landed. I. I I'm not. I don't want to have like, and we we touched on this before. But England didn't get better overnight by making wholesale changes. That team that just pumped us three 0 was basically the same team that only won one test in seventeen. It could even be worse, to be honest. Like man for man, um, so like a mindset shift will go a long way. A massive selling point for that mindset shift is um the way Stokes came out in that. Was it the first innings this test? How he came out and just pretty much tried to hit every ball for four or six. You talk about you talk about Stokes, and I don't know if this is true, but I was listening to um, TGC before. Old, Pe- old uh, Sam Perry was saying that one uh, Stokes thought that they should have gone for all the runs on day four. And they said if we if we if we go at seven and over, we can uh, knock this off tonight, and it had to be talked down. And I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds great. And I think that's where it tells you everything you need to know about this English mindset. And it's yeah. a good, it is a good segue onto it because we'll move on to the England India series because it's, it's, you know, they're calling it Bears ball, but it's a bit of Bears and Stokes ball. It's Bearstow ball. Um, Bearstow's like Brendan McCullum on steroids at the moment. Um, like they want to just, how far can this go? Like, can this keep working? How do you think they'll go against India? I'd love to see them do the same thing to India as they did to us. Um, Make you feel am, I right saying, am I right in saying it's only one test, though? Yeah, it's, a, it... it's the last test of um, that series last year. I'd love to, for them to absolutely bury India, um, <laughs> in all honesty. Make us feel um, good. I'm actually hoping yeah. for a draw because I've got uh, – I've actually – I had money on the test series last year, 2-1. And so I, I, I was still holding on that same bet. So I've had to wait a year. And now England are suddenly really good and I'm pissed. But here we go. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they do the same and it works and then we look better. That's my that's my theory. Um, yeah, correct. But I do think India is slightly better than us, especially their bowling attack. Like Boomer, you, like, it would be so hard to like do this to Boomer, um, you'd think, like with his change of paces and his – T20 prowess and that sort of stuff. And and it'll be interesting to see how they play this, their spinners, India's spinners. Like, our spinners are not great compared to Ashwin and Jadeja. So can they, like, can Johnny just tee up Ashwin? Be a hell of a watch. 
yeah, you'd hate to see it, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> it's actually going to be quite exciting, this England team, if they keep going the way they're going, see how they go in this next um, Test Championship. Because, um, yeah, gee, I'd love, love to see them. Honestly, if it's not New Zealand, I'd love to see England go all the way. Uh, score at beating India at Lords. Don't know where the next final is. At Lords, posting eight hundred after day <laughs> one. Um, Stokes and Bearstow both get two hundred and fifty off about eighty balls. How good would it be? Oh man, I'd enjoy that. Ashwin goes, Ashwin goes at twelves. Yeah, we'll be like, oh, we only we kept them to sixes. Um, we're going to do a. We're going to do a draft again. We're going to do the, the Munter 11 versus the Smithers 11. This time, um, the Indian and England teams. Um, just just quickly, uh, Smithers, looking back at your team. Um, nah, back it. You back it? You're pretty happy with your team from the last last one? Well. You managed to get you managed to get Mitchell in there, which, which, which worked quite well. Well, yeah, correct. I copped some absolute heat from it, though. Like. Gee, I've got blasted on your TikTok um, by a couple of blokes here. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, it happens. Maybe, maybe they should be um, the New Zealand selectors. Or I was, I'm, I stand by. I'm pretty happy with my team there. Oh, yeah, you probably. To be fair, your team probably outperformed my team throughout that series. I yeah, had a lot. Yeah, of, I had a few. I had a few duds where I had, I had Crawley and Latham. I had like, um, I had Nichols. I had Conway. I, thought, I think the only ones that did well was Root and I oh, Besto. So that was basically Root and Besto did all my runs. Um, okay, so so oh, do you want to have? Do you want to go first pick again? You want to? Uh, since you you took the L, so you might need it. No, nah, I tell you what, you can go first this time. Didn't you work me, me last time, so okay. you can you can have it, mate. I'm gonna go. The only person that I think that can match Johnny Besto's um, intensity. Rashad Punt. That's my num. That's my number one pick. You're gonna keep her straight away, you dog. Yeah, I don't know. I feel. I feel like I panicked a little bit there. Nah, I do like that. He was. Um, I haven't done much research, um, or much planning here, but he was one of the ones that I really did want because quite a lot of the way he plays, mate. Trust oh. to believe him for six. How good is it? Shit. Right. Okay. I'm gonna go. Um, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go Ben Starks then. Yeah, nice. Couple of six hitters already. Right. I'm gonna pick Bearstow, oh. and he's gonna, he's gonna keep for me. Ooh, interesting. That's not a bad pick actually. I see. Um, had the gloves. Uh, for a bit there in that last innings against us, didn't he? So. Uh, yeah, that's twenty overs. I mean, he still did the job, obviously. Um, that's not a bad pick actually. Um, okay, righto. I will go. I'm going to go Rohit Sharma, even though I think he's got COVID. I'm going to assume he's fit. If he doesn't play, then he's automatically scratched from your team, and you have Zach Crawley. How oh, you're does not, that sound? Well, you're not picking him. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I'll pick. Now, what I'll do is I'll I'll pick a sub, but like I have to pick him right at the end. Right. So, you pick a twelfth man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um. Yeah, I don't mind the Sharma selection actually. Who's going to cap your side, Sharma or Stokes? Uh, Stokes. Yeah, brilliant. Definitely. Right. Um, what am I looking at here? Where, where's the test played? It's in Edgbaston. No, it's in Birmingham. That's about it. Yep. I'm going to go 
Bumra, I believe, is set to captain in India if um, Sharma's out. So that's interesting. Interesting. Thoughts on a bowler as captain? Feels weird, but mm. I don't know why. I think that's just show, showing my age a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. honest. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like there's no reason why it couldn't happen. I'm going to go Shubman Gill. Oh, that's a um, good pick. We prodigal there, so. Yeah, looks good. Looks nice. I feel like it's not really a bad pick here, eh? Because these, like the Indian team is just stacked. Yeah, I know. It's a shame um, K.R. Rahul's not around. Yeah, he would be, he'd be top two. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Jimmy Anderson. I believe he will definitely play. Not a bad wee bottle attack. Yeah. That's quite dangerous, that actually. A couple of te- tactical ones here. Yeah. This team, these teams look a lot more even than the last one. I'll, I'll give you that. What, do you reckon mine was quite stacked last time, do you? Yeah. I'm going to pick Stuart Broad. I've got a theory, and, and I'll give you – you can pick someone at the end, but I actually don't think he'll play. That's my theory. Um, I think because he played all three tests, so three tests in four right. weeks. So this will be four tests in five weeks. I don't think he looked as good as he normally does in that third test. And with Anderson out, I have a feeling that they'll just go swap them in and out for this yeah, test. Right, gotcha. Well, that's my theory anyway. I could obviously be wrong, but I reckon we'll give yeah. you a 12 I thought he bowled bloody well. Like, he beat the bat a lot. Oh, he bowled absolutely well. Like, he, well he, changed, like, he basically changed the game. It was another thing that went wrong. Like, they changed that game at Lords. Like, yeah. no, no one else can do that. I seen a um, wee article there on Stuart Broad, like basically like give him a bit of respect because he doesn't really get mentioned in one of the great England bowlers of all time, but he's fucking definitely up there, eh? How is he? Thirty six, and then you got Anderson yeah. thirty nine. So they say. I think they did a stat where uh, most wickets at like thirty six, and mm. he. I think he's taken more than Anderson at that point. It's they always go like oh Jimmy uh, Anderson and Broad are going to retire soon. There's no reason why Broad can't just like keep going keep after playing. Anderson. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good pick. Right, okay, shit. What do I go now? Okay, okay. I'm going to go uh, Pajara. You bastard. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I actually tell you what. Six months ago, I would not have picked him, but since he scored all those runs in the county championship, yeah, I've got. A, I've got a feeling he's going to do well. Are we making it a rule that we just don't pick Coley? Let's make it a rule. Does it need yeah. to be a rule? Like if we're picking, yeah, the, nah. if we're picking like the best, the best team. I mean, yeah, true. I'm not. Well, I was having a look at that India India squad, and he's actually the ninth best batsman in that team, like behind Ashwin as well. So, well, I mean, if we're talking straight, like if we want to talk form, there's a few players ahead of him, like right oh, now. Correct. You probably, I'd probably go. Does, like, he, does he make the India team? I mean, he will, but should he? Oh, should I think he? No. I think he has. I think he. Ha- I think he has to. But yeah. I mean, I just can't see him. I can't see him scoring runs, and that's such a weird thing to say. But yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm looking at Coley, and he's going to England, like one of the hardest places to bat. He hasn't scored a run in so long. I just can't see him scoring a run. Right. So you'll go Coley then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I'm going to go Muhammad Siraj. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so there's some good bowlers, eh? 
Yeah, there is. Okay, I'm going to eat a little humble pie with this player because he's, he's absolutely won me over. Because I remember we did this for the, the England-New Zealand series and I really talked down on this player and I like to take a lot of it back. Well, not take it back, but he's turned it around. So Alex Lees is going to come into my side. Reason is, like, in that West Indies series, he was like Hamid but left-handed where he just didn't like didn't hit it off the block at all, didn't score a run. And then I don't know if it's Brennan McCallum or not or whatever it is, but he was like Dave Warner in this in this test series. He he was awesome. Like, um, so I'm a big fan of him. He's won me over like just like that. And so nicely done. Right, just looking at the old uh, squad sheets here. There's not many good all rounders, eh? Like, not very many good seam bowling all rounders. Uh, oh, Shadow Tuckle. Nah. Nah. No, not as <laughs> Lord, nah, Lord Tuckle. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pick, I'm going to go up top now and I'm going to go with Shreyas Iyer. Yeah, that's a good pick. I haven't seen a lot of him in test cricket. I've seen Apart a wee bit pump, of him. We pump New Zealand. Uh, right, no, I can't even watch that. But, no, I've seen a wee bit of him in IPL, and he looks quite nice. So, yeah, I'll, I'll have him in my team, thanks. Because he made his debut against us in November. Uh, right. Over there. And, like, cause he, it was obviously the Bunsen burners, and he was, like, whacking hundreds and all sorts. Yeah, nice. So he's a gun. Um, that's a good pick. I'm going to go. I think I've got a couple of bats left. How's your betting line looking? So you probably need an opener. Don't worry about me, mate. You just worry yeah. about your team. No, I'll let good. you know my I'll it's let good. you know my okay. betting order at the end. Okay, right. Okay, right. Um, well, I'm going to go with the obvious one. I think I I've held out long enough, and I only held out because you already picked a spinner. But um, I actually toyed with him being number one, but I've got Ashwin. Probably there's got some questionable dismissals, but well, he's just a questionable bloke, isn't he? Yeah, but he's probably he's probably the best spinner of this generation. So oh, yeah. I've got him. I've got him. I need a couple of bats here. And I think Ollie Pope is betting quite well at the moment. And he oh, looks nice. Yeah, yeah damn. Anyway, so I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go chuck Ollie Pope in there. Considering he faced the new ball well, the new ball in the first five <laughs> overs at least eighty percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie Pope I mean, I was gonna say Crawley's due though. Crawley is due. Oh, mate, well, isn't he overdue? <laughs> mate, he's a good player. Would you say Coley? Would you say Coley's due? Uh, yeah, he's he's bloody um, he's well done. He's like a steak that's been cooked up to like a raisin. That's a it's been left on the grill is. for a couple of hours. Yeah, a couple of weeks maybe. It's almost got to be Coley at this point. I'm bloody talked him down. And I don't even know who else there is. Not a wee oh, Harry Brook debut. Nah, he's not a player, is he? No. Not gonna play. At least I'm. At least I know uh, Coley's gonna play. Um. Oh, well, f- fall into the trap. I kind of have to pick him. <laughs> You're not, are you? I don't like. Who else is there? There's the whole English batting line. It's gone. And then you got you've got it's bloody Vahari and Seamus. Yeah. So you're gonna have to pick the other guy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Coley because there literally isn't no one else. Didn't really think that through. Interesting. Okay. Fuck, I don't know if I like my team, eh? He says with confidence. Yeah. I need an opener. I know one. He plays for England. 
then uh, <laughs> there's no chance. <laughs> I guarantee. Uh, I know. That, you, know you can go. Uh, you probably go Agawa. Is he in there? Yeah, he's been. Oh, he's um, he's on standby for Sharma. Hmm. So he's in the squad. Right. Okay. Well, in that case, if Agawa's in the squad, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him. Fair enough. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'm gonna go Vahari. Yeah, I'm gonna bolster that batting line a little bit. Now, now I like it a lot. Being conservative. No, not really. It just gets me. To, it gets me to pant at seven. Stoke well, sucks. I'm looking at your team. You need a bowler. Yeah, I need a bowler now. Yeah. So I'm probably going to take the next best bowler on offer, who's Mo Shami. Oh yeah, oh, dude, it's a good one. Yeah, you know you got him. That's what I wanted. You bastard. Yeah. Actually. Now, see, I think. See, I was thinking like Amish Gaddos, and then. Well, I, just, I just forgot about the guy that's absolutely torn New Zealand a new one. Um, I'm going to go Matt, Matt Potts. Yeah, I thought you might. Yeah, I just think that's a smart bet. Like, he's yeah. bowled really well, playing in England. He's going to bowl again. He's in form. I don't like picking him over. If I pick, like, Yada, maybe just silly. So that's that's me, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's 11. So, yeah, you, your last pick. Last pick, right? It's pretty slim pickings now, mate. Yeah, because these squads are quite small; they're a lot smaller. Would you pick Jadeja as a bat and Jack Leach as a bowler? <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. I mean, just did take ten. Yeah, but they're all caught in the fence. Well, yeah. Oh, never, personally, I've never had a problem with that. Yeah, well. It's wicket, and it's a wicket in the scorebook. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jamie Overton. Ooh. Um, I don't It's not bad Yeah it's not bad I really don't like his bowling though That's the only thing <laughs> You pick him, him as a number 8 batsman Basically yeah Nice Josh Bates um, <laughs> He's going to bowl in my team Probably the amount of overs that um, Daryl Mitchell bowled Okay So, so your bowling attack Your bowling attack is Jadeja, Overton Shammy, Broad and Suraj I suppose, yeah, that makes sense. Right, okay, you, do you want to give me your order? Opening the batting will be Shubman Gill and um, Manyak Agarwal. Yeah. Um, Ollie Pope's going to bat at three for me. Makes Joe sense. Roots at four. Shirais Iyer. Shayas Iyer. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to the uh, Indian contingent. Um, he's going to bat at five. Yeah. Bairstow's going to bat at six. Yeah, I and like it. Um, yeah. Jadeja at seven. Overton at eight. I'm going to go broad at nine this time. Yeah. Only if he bats the way he did against us. Like, just clear the front leg, the square leg, and just try heave everything. Um, yeah, I don't mind that. I think he's going to, isn't he, under baseball? Shami at 10 and Siraj at 11. Um, That's not a bad team. Okay, so I've obviously got Sharma and Lees up top. I've got Pachara at three. I've got Coley four, I've got Vahari five, I've got Stokes six, I've got Punt seven, I've got Ashran at eight, I've got Potts at nine, and then I've got two Jacks with Anderson and Bumra. Um I'm going to put Anderson at ten because I just want to like give him confidence. Yeah, like it. Nice, nice. Okay, so what do you thought? I actually think these teams are quite even. I mean, I gave you shit the last time, but 
think this could yeah. go either way. Yeah, correct. But um, yeah, we're interested to see how they go. Just before we go, uh, you do owe me a beer, and so we're taking this as double nothing. Uh, yeah, unfortunately for you, mate, I'm currently drinking it, so um, unlucky there. But no, nah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go double or nothing. Um, thanks for coming on there, Smithers. Uh, been a blast as per, and no I look sweat, forward. Mate. I look forward to a couple of beers. I'll uh, I'll get my people to be in touch with your people, and the um, invoice will be in the mail, mate. Yeah, cheers, cheers. No worries. Yeah, big fees on the show. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, legend. Right, welcoming back to the pod is Jacko and Lugsy on Is This Cricket? We don't have a sponsor for this uh, segment just yet, but, you know, manscaping, all that sort of stuff, if you're listening. Bluetooth? Yeah, no, we're we're open to (laughs) suggestions, you know, just whatever, whatever. We're pretty, you know, we'll do anything sort of thing. Um, We'll pay you, actually. (laughs) Just just gives the pod credibility, sort of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. So last week's one, we we went down the the we actually the fastballers sort of took a hiding. So I think at some point Jacko is probably going to return serve. So we oh, went down God. the line of uh, fast bowlers overstepping, and we put it to uh, our folks at TikTok, and the results were fifty eight percent against bowl, uh, fast bowlers overstepping and forty two percent for which tells me that 42% of my followers are fast bowlers. That's, that's, what it, that's what it tells me. That's quite something. I can't believe there's so many people that go, yeah, I think that's that's what you got to do. you just got to do it. And some of the – I had some of the few comments that I liked um, just in terms of, like, why this may happen. Um, someone said that potentially, like, an umpire in a game is like a cue. So – to when you when you uh, sort of take off, which potentially I'm not too sure. Um, and the other one, which I thought could be accurate, maybe in a game you feel more nervous than you would in the nets, so your your strides are shorter and your strides are just longer <clears throat> in the nets because you you know you don't care, you just you're running in, you're bowling fast sort of thing. Yeah. And I think my favourite comment as a whole, probably the most truthful one was just, it's in a, fa- it's in our fast bowlers DNA. So you're just born with it. I think that last one's the only credible. <laughs> they just want to do it. <laughs> I think, I, yeah. I think they all act like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how it's happening, but they know what they're doing. Um, so any oh, thoughts yeah. on that one there, uh, Jacko? Yeah, I think um, very interesting. The first, the umpires one seems to be probably the most sort of uh, recognized theory in that like, you sort of have a jumping point when the umpire's there. Uh, the stride length one's interesting, but again, probably, I mean, the one for me coming from fastballer is like your run-up's the same, so like surely it shouldn't be that different. But so, yeah, I mean, all I can put it down to is, is, is that that uh, listener said it's just in our DNA. We've, we've got to overstep and we've got to sort of make it as tough for the batsman as possible in the nets. And, yeah, we just actually don't have a choice in it. We're just hardwired to overstepping the net a lot of bowlers actually have a like a position for the umpires well some do yeah yeah they have have no yeah. ball problems they will you're, they will mark out where they want the umpire to stand so yeah you're sort of showing you've played a bit higher level than the rest of us here, <laughs> that sort of, that sort of stuff. Pretty, it's pretty tough to get a get a second grader to sort of put, put <laughs> yeah. where, you, where you want they nah, oh, they'll no. purposefully stand like just off won't they <laughs> 
just saying, I've got a, a bit of feedback from one of the guys I accused of, Callum Thompson, <laughs> who who did say he was one of the ones. He just he didn't overstep. He was just that quick in the nets. Just seemed that quick. <laughs> It's just, just straight denying it. Just, yeah. Like, I don't mind he that. Did, like, he did fully admit to being 110 in games and 145 in the nets, though. So. Yeah, I mean, that's quite something. But at least he's owning that. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking nice. um, speaking of sort of Callum Thompson, he actually gets another mention here because it, it segues into my uh, This Is Cricket. And I'll, um, I'll take you back about 14 years now to... Me and Callum were making our debut on the same Tory side, uh, making our debut together. And I, I can't remember this vividly, but I've got this picture of we're we're bowling. We're sort of going out, we're going to do our do our warm up. So everyone's got a, a couple of minutes to get into their training kit. And a sort of young 17, 18 year old fresh face Callum Thompson has got into his full kit, full playing kit. Oh, this is he's controversial. Then, <laughs> he's then. Now, I'm not sure if he just had nothing else there because he sort of looked out and seen everyone else in full training kit and then looked at me and demanded <laughs> I get into the full kit with him. Soften the blow. <laughs> sort of recall if I obliged with that, but is that cricket or is that pretty village? Wow. i tell you what. I've, well, first of all, I, I've got a I, – I do like that he knew it was bad, so he tried to get you – to you to go down with him. He's like, oh, if I'm going down, you're coming down with me. So he knew already it was bad. And I sort of, I was actually seeing this on uh, TikTok the other week and I, uh, I commented on, on someone that, that did this, a similar thing. And there's actually this fact going around that there's never been an international player that has ever, tr- ever warmed up in full kit. And, and, and that's probably where Callum Thompson's career just went downhill. Yeah. I, th- I think it just it just we spoke we've spoken about karma in the past, and I think that just sort of started it. Yeah, well, as as you can imagine, I mean, I know it's it's sort of the need senior cricket, but when you're a young guy, it's still a bit intimidating. You know, first half, and you want to make a good impact, and he sort of <laughs> ran out to to see the boys in full Tory kit. Yeah, a lot, a lot to unpack there, really. Uh, <laughs> It's first of all, how has he gotten full playing kit before getting training kit? <laughs> I mean, it's just not, has he just seen playing kit there and gone, right, that's what I'm jumping into for training because I don't have any actual training kit? Um, which, yeah, that, that's sort of probably point A for me, but I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, playing kit's called it for a reason, is that you play games in it, you don't train in it, you don't show up in it. It's that the lovely sort of addition to sort of, the lower grade cricket is a bloke showing up in his white pants for a day's play. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day. It's a long it's day in the white so You don't want to I mean, spend it's a long day. day. Yeah. Nah, if you're putting your, if you're getting dressed in the morning and putting your whites on, like look yourself in the mirror and don't do that, I reckon. But, um, <laughs> this is life yeah. lessons here, eh? It's more yeah. life lessons this is turning into. <laughs> just <laughs> how to survive, how to survive. Yeah. Like, like not just, not on the cricket field, but like in the changing set, in the changing yeah. sheds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but, plenty um, of unpack in the changing world. Yeah. <laughs> um, that could, yeah, that could be a Patreon special changing rooms. But um, oh yeah, so, so just just on that, so just to confirm, so CT's turned up. He's turned up to training, not warm. No, no, no. So I just wanted to confirm that this is pre-game. pre-game okay, so it is warm-ups. Yeah, okay, tough. just get because yeah, I, I I think because okay. I was going to say training in full kit. That would be. 
I don't even yeah, know I where to start with it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you've just gotta you've just gotta save the playing kit for I mean the captain can put it on at the toss and then take a few catches in his kit afterwards if he needs to. Yeah. But outside of that, outside of that, you you're not warming up and playing kit, unfortunately. I mean, let's be sort of real with we're all cricketers and we we actually don't like playing the game, so I don't know why you <laughs> want to sort of like put your kit on because you've got to wear that, nah. as we said, a long time. So that's a, the longer you can not wear your kit, it sort of generally means that, uh, like, you're better. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I even sort of throw a flag on a guy that's going out, you know, for a lunch break to go grab some Subway and full kit. Oh, I sort of think as soon as you're yeah. out, if you're battered, you're out, you're straight into your new kit. You're into your flip-flops and shorts. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I think I think I'd probably, I mean, you can probably get away with that and on occasions. Like it'd be like you know an opening bat, like you've just fielded. He might want to just stay in his kit, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of thing, or a bowler. Um, you've just batted, sort of thing, and he's you know he's staying in his full kit. So there are there's exceptions to the rule, but there are no yeah. exceptions to the warming up part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well said. No, I've actually just seen this not on the cricket topic, but I've seen this slip into the NRL a bit where guys are guys are warming up in their playing kit. And I mean they're tight jerseys and we all know how sticky it gets. So I just can't imagine how that's why they're doing that in the NRL either. That's almost worse for me. Can you imagine like in the NBA if they just had like like you just got like Steph Curry and LeBron, they're all in just like full full, full Lakers kit, full Golden State kit and doing their like pre game warm ups. Like it'd just be yeah, weird. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one you've you've got to avoid if you if you can really. I was um I've just I've just thought about something and this is a very side note here. Um, so sort of feel free to edit this out, Munter. But <laughs> I was, um I don't know why this has just hit me. I think we're just talking about pre pre games sort of chats and whatnot. And my um first ever time I was captaining the Torres second grade, I was um had a young guy Dean. Well, sorry, older than me, but a young fella at the time, Dean, and he was opening the bowling for us, and I hadn't captained him before, and I've seen him not warming up, and I've um I've asked him straight if he wants to have a few warm up bowls, and he's looked me dead in the eye and said, "Have you ever seen a lion warm warm up and take down a gazelle?" <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know where that fits in, but I rogue pre game pre game chatter. I don't, that just sort of goes into like, do you warm up? And I've never actually, yeah. I've never seen that on the cricket field. He's not wrong, to be fair. Uh, yeah. I've sort of had no answer for him, I have to say, at the time. Yeah. Was that his last yeah. over? <laughs> no. I just, I honestly <laughs> don't know what my, I think I was just sort of, okay. You're just like, if this over is not like gas, this will be your last bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, very little faith to throw on the ball then, aren't you, for the rest of the game? Yeah, oh, we got anything else there, fellas? How was the um how was the, the, the weekends? I suppose I uh Jack, how you spent most of yours travelling. Uh Lugsy, do we behave over the weekend or Yeah, I think I think you know, sort of yeah, we behaved. I mean there's not <laughs> a lot of memory, so I can't I can't sort of guarantee I've behaved, but I think I've done my best and no criminal record at this stage still, so I think we call that a one. <laughs> Surviving Queenstown. That's, a, that's one of the lowest bars for a W you'll get. <laughs> yeah. Well, Successful night. I've learned to not set the bar too high. You're just, you're just <laughs> racking up Money Mayweather wins. Just like 52 and 0. <laughs> oh, 
took, took some losses. Okay, then. Yeah. Would, that, would that put you at sort of like 1,001 if getting arrested is the bar crop? Some very near misses, I have to say. Some, <laughs> some knockdowns, but I got through the fight. Very good. Very good. Right, boys, I'll, uh, I'll leave you top. But uh, thanks for coming on again, fellas, and we'll uh, catch you again next week. No All problem, good. mate. Talk next week. Starting today, you will play like winners, act like winners, and most importantly, you will be winners. If you listen and learn, you will win basketball games. And gentlemen, winning in here is the key to winning out there. Righto, Coach Corner this week, um, where I answer your questions live on the air. So if you do have a question, reach out on Instagram. This one comes from a Coach Carter story. Uh, it's how to practice batting versus spin. Okay, this is a really good one, and I really like teaching it uh, personally when I'm doing a little bit of coaching. I do find at the club level, anyway, we do struggle playing spin in general i know from playing it i know from bowling it as well because i'm not particularly a good spin bowler um i just i'm a part-time i can't turn it but um a lot of people struggle with the pace off the ball so one of the biggest things i think that batsmen need to deal with is picking the length so if you can control the length of a spinner you've won half the battle by doing that so there's two ways of doing that you can either be a really good sweeper of the ball so me personally i'm quite short so i i was never a good sweeper of the ball i would only really sweep if it was really turning um so if it's really turning square it's quite difficult to hit down the ground so that's when it's sa- it's actually safer to sweep, even reverse sweep, than hit down the ground because it's slow, it spins, you're going to catch either the outside edge, you're going to get beaten, you're going to get stumped, inside edge to short mid-wicket. Um, or I would often sweep if it was drifting down leg, and the reason behind that is because I know it's if I miss it, it's not LBW. Um, the umpires didn't know, so cheers. But um, that was the theory anyway. But if you're going to learn how to spin, um, there's heaps of different ways to learn how to spin. Like you can just go on YouTube and how to sweep and that sort of stuff. There's heaps of stuff coming up. One of the things I like, I sort of figured out how to sweep personally was I used to get uh, whoever was giving me throwdowns. It would be like underarms, maybe a tennis ball, whatever to start with because I was really – I was quite bad. And I just got I just got them to throw them underarm or overarm, and I used to just sweep everything. So this is just a training exercise. So I would sweep everything I could, and I would fail miserably for half of those shots. And reason being is, I would start to figure out which balls I could and couldn't sweep. It became pretty clear pretty quickly. Like obviously, once you got the technique down pat, it's about picking which balls to hit. And I just found that was the best way to to know that was to just do it over and over again and every time I made a mistake like the ball was too wide outside of stump it would be a mental note well I can't I can't sweep out there or whatever and I would and everyone's sort of different everyone has different reaches and that's the best way to learn how to sweep for me the other way 
the way I normally play spinners, I like to use my feet. And now when people use, say use their feet, um, they always talk about coming down the wicket. And that's the majority of, of that. So, But it's also going back and using the crease. So that's when I talk about controlling the length. If you can come forward and back, um, it makes it very difficult because the spinner wants to the spinner wants you to go back to a full ball uh, essentially and get get you trapped LBW. So if you can read the ball in the air, come down the wicket, either get it on a full or a, or a half volley, the spinner can't do anything. And likewise, if you can go back in your crease and the ball's too short, you can cut it, you can pull it, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, and one of the things I like to do for that is it's a drill that helps you pick the length in the air and it's you get someone to underarm the ball could overarm them but let's start underarm and you lob they lob it to you and you're basically you're trying to hit the ball on the half volley no matter what so you need to read the ball in the air and you need to start figuring out where that ball is going to land and that ball so if it's like if it's going to be like a full toss like a normal full toss if you bet it normally you need to then go back and then play it like a play it as a half volley. And if it's short, you need to use your feet and get it there on the half volley. So the whole purpose of the drill is to get it there on the half volley. I don't care what the shot you play. I mean, try and be still on impact, obviously, but it's more about can you pick the length? Once you pick the length, it's your life's going to be a lot easier as uh, facing spin. So that's all I've got for you. Um, today i hope that helps so that is us for another week thank you to jeremy smith thank you to simon and jackson and of course thank you to our awesome listeners that tune in every week and listen to us talk dribble if you enjoyed this episode or any others please do rate and review it goes a long way and if you want to support the podcast and get access to daily catch-ups of the england test summer i bear in mind it was pretty tough as a kiwi to do dailies but here i am check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash maximumcricket. They are also up on YouTube if that suits you better, but audio only will be a Patreon. Otherwise, have a great week. We have England versus India and Australia versus Sri Lanka to cover next week, so we will see you then.